All things automotive with the petrol head, Nico Smith. Nico, you are a petrol head. How good morning, are you? Good morning. Oh, of course I am. On um, the couch with a cup of coffee. Yes, I'm actually in Clarkstall with a cup of coffee. I'm uh, visiting my parents. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a lovely day here. Um, so I'm definitely a petrol head and a petrol head that, that's very happy to hear your voice. Oh. So nice to chat to you again. Ach, jy weet hoe my te gelukkig voel, ne? Laat gelukkig voel. Jy weet hoe, hoe my, jy weet hoe om my te laat gelukkig voel. There you go, that's beautiful, that's ja, fabulous. Dat is kunst, yes. ne? Dat is kunst. <laughs> you can, you can. <laughs> ja. uh, Nico, what's your favorite TV series character? It has to be Frasier Crane. Frasier! <laughs> Hands down, he's, in, in, he's my favorite hands down. I love Major Crane as well. This is fabulous. And Dasha's actually nodding her head furiously. It's like, yeah. it feels like it's all changed so much because, you know, there are these different characters that start to come up. Uh, There's, you know, because we've now got all these streaming channels as well, there are mm-hmm. all these other characters, you know, Netflix, Showmax, whatever the case may be. It's kind of weird. It's, um, yeah. Yeah, they- there's a new phrase, but just not the same. Uh, without Niles and Daphne, um, oh. we just and 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 Eddie um, and um, what's the dad's name? I forget now his name, but yeah, it's uh, the the old phrase. You forget, oh, so. you forget the dog. You forget the dog. No, no, Eddie's the dog. Oh, his, his father's name Martin. Martin. Okay. So Martin. Yeah. So no, no, no it's, it's just hands down my favorite. All right. Uh, yes. Okay, Nico. So, how was your holiday with cars? And did you do cars? What did you do? It was fabulous. Um, we had a road trip, um, and that's always quite lucky. So, mm. you know, a road trip to South Africa, you always realize that this is the most beautiful place in the world. And if you just, you don't have to go far. You can start at Wilderness, and you have a rainforest basically there. And a bit further, you go to Addo, and you have fabulous animals. And then you go to the Korean, it's almost a desert. So, what other country offers such a vast, you know, different, uh, you know, different variation in in landscape? Um, also, um, yeah, it's just it's such a beautiful place to to drive and do a road trip. So there's so many places I think cool to explore. Um, yeah, it, it was just fabulous. So, so you know, Nico, one of my friends did a trip. They um, did a Namibia trip. So they went Ooh. south and then they went right up north as well. And, <clears throat> excuse me, one of the things that we raised was the critical need for air conditioning. But, but obviously, air conditioning does cost in terms of petrol. But if you're going to go in those really hot areas, how, how much of a difference it makes. What would you say about that? Um, you know what? Uh, air conditioning actually don't nowadays take, make a, a massive difference anymore because the pump is anywhere running, even if you haven't switched on the air pump. So, yeah. It, it does make a small difference for sure, but yeah. most of the time the pump's anyway running. Um, in the car, depends on the car, of course. But you know what? If you compare comfort versus a bit more fuel consumption, the hands down, the comfort wins. So if you've got to pay a bit more for fuel, um, which is normally a small amount, versus sitting in the car, sweating, windows open, um, very uncomfortable, it's just there. For me, it's a no-brainer. Rather... Um, Run the aircon for your comfort as opposed to um, saving a bit of fuel. Um, and as I said, nowadays the, the aircon pump, a lot of cars is running. 
doesn't actually make a massive difference. Tell me something. Does um, opening the windows impact the amount of petrol that you might use? Oh, look at you. I mean, it's amazing how much, uh, you know, your knowledge, because you're right. It actually um, creates uh, <laughs> more drag. So when you open up the windows, there's more drag on the vehicle. So it actually um, affects the fuel consumption of windows open versus windows closed. So actually, and I didn't even think of that. So I think we need to swap roles here. Um, yeah. If you, yeah, there are other things you know. You're amazing always. So if you if you're driving, it actually might be that with open windows, um, you, you're going to have the same fuel consumption as with closed windows and aircon running. That's actually a valid, very very good point. You know, there's another thing I wanted to talk to you about, Nico. Um, seeing as we are talking about TV series and that kind of stuff. There's a brilliant TV series on, I don't know if it's Netflix or Showmax or whatever, it is on one of the platforms. It's called Beef. And it's this really very clever series um, about Mm -hmm. two characters that uh, have a road rage incident with one another. And then it's how that road rage incident uh, increases and how it shifts and changes and and the narrative as it shifts Mm. and changes. So every single... Uh, program uh, in the series focuses on a different part of that particular incident of road rage and the insanity of road rage. And Mm -hmm. I I know that you, we've spoken about it before, but perhaps uh, this is something as we get into the year, how do we ensure that we stay calm, collected, take a deep breath? I mean, I've already had an incident where I just went... I'm going to just take mm. a deep breath <laughs> and then I'm just going to let it bypass me. What's your take yeah. on that? So I, 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 know, I have lots of conversations. I think it's very weird if you drive with me, honestly, honestly, because I talk to all the people all the time in the cars around me. Um, <laughs> so, uh, uh, but I guess it's a way, if I think about it now, it's, just a, you know, it's a way of observing because the big thing is observing what's happening around me. And so when there's a car next to the side of the road and it's parked dangerously, I'll say, hey, man, why are you stopping here? Um, or just, you know, come on, look ahead. Or so in other words, I, I do talk to people, but um, road rage is never going to make anybody win. It's just never a winner in road rage. Um, and possibly the stronger guy will win. So if you're looking for trouble, well, the guy with a weapon will win. And if you think about that situation, just, that's not great. So um, mm. road rage, um, people are impatient. And I think, you know, maybe at the start of the year, people are a bit more relaxed and towards the end, there's a bit more impatient. So, to help you keep a bit of a following. So what actually frustrates me a bit and so irritates me but doesn't really get me angry, I just try and move out of the way, is somebody that tailgates because I know if I have to break off, they're possibly going to drive into the back of my car. But I think if somebody's going, he's in a hurry, I go left, let him pass. I keep a following distance so I don't frustrate the guy in front of me. So sometimes um, people get frustrated. And an easy way to diffuse that is just to say, if you because I've done things where I was in the wrong. I just didn't see a car. And suddenly I drive in front of this poor guy and they get angry and it's just whatever. And I lift up both hands and I say, sorry, and smile. And it's just like, oh, diffuses the situation immediately. So you will be, if you're driving a car, you're going to be in the wrong um, sometimes. And it, it helps to admit that. And if you're sorry, and if you're wrong, just say sorry, lift a hand or lift two hands and say, oh, sorry. And you see how suddenly the situation changes around. Yeah. So that that's I think what, what what possibly my suggestion would be: drive into the car, have a, a mind, and I'm not going to get angry because it just it never you'll never win. So I'm not going to get angry. I'll just shake my head about this, this fool 
but let this guy just, or gentleman or lady, just pass and make trouble somewhere else. Let them be on their merry way. And if you're wrong, admit it. It helps a lot. Chatting to Nico, our petrol head, and don't forget if you've got any questions with regards to cars, etc., you can SMS 41391. You can also WhatsApp us on 0614104107. We're going to go to a break, and when we come back from the break, let's uh, carry on with the conversation. The Jet Set Breakfast on SAFM, destination unknown. Oh, I have to say, I absolutely agree with Nwako and Polokwani. I've been so addicted to young Sheldon. Um, it is such a great series about a completely dysfunctional uh, genius boy, but it is hilarious and really does take a good look at how families operated in the 70s as well. So nice one, Nwako. We really like that. Nico, um, I'm sure you've got lots to talk about, but we've got a mm-hmm. question for you here that I just want to go through. Is Ah, we know this, and this is such a good question. because Why it's don't you safety. answer this one? Well, I'm going to see how you answer it and if you answer it right. (laughs) Everything I know, I know from you, Nico. Everything I know, I learned from you. So just never forget that. So Naran is asking, is a truck obliged to move over into the yellow line to give way on a national road? And he says, I raise this with regard to road rage. I mean, it's it's a two-part question, but let's go for it. No, you're not allowed to. I mean, um, you shouldn't be driving in the yellow lane. And the truck is definitely not obliged to go into the yellow lane. Um, they're doing it because they're nice. Um, so what, what happens is it depends on the natural road almost where you're driving. But you should be sticking to the, the, the road. Um, and the, the yellow line on the side to the left is actually for an emergency for you to stop if you have a problem, not for you to drive. So what the truck drivers are doing sometimes is that they're being nice because they know that they're going slower and you're stuck behind them and they're long and you can't see. So sometimes they will go left into the yellow lane to allow you to pass to make your life easier. But they're just, truck drivers are just being nice to you. And I think they're normally quite cool. I, I, I'm normally very impressed with truck drivers. So, and then, um, yeah. And then, of course, but, don't forget to just flash your alerts afterwards to say thank and, you. Exactly. Say thank you. And, and um, just, um, it, it helps. A, I think it, it helps to make the traffic flow. But there is a danger side to that as well, because if you if you going uh, and you're, you're going to the left, let's say, to let cars pass, it might be that you're on the blind ride, just the other side from the cars, the cars broken down. So the downside of, of that is that then if you're broken down on the yellow line um, and it's not it's on a blind ride or a dangerous hmm. place, it might be that somebody's on the left letting another car pass and then you're in, the, in their way. So that's the, the downside or the danger of actually of, of, of driving on the yellow line. Mm. So I think there has to be a bit of common sense in that. Maybe that's not always so common, but if you're doing that, it's better to do that on a long road where you can see ahead of you and you see, listen, there's, there's no cars, there's nothing in the yellow lane. Then go, and I've done it when, I, when we went on holiday in December. Um, a lot of the time, there's people that are faster than me. So I'd move to the left if I can to make it easy, but only if I could. And only, so in other words, it could chase for me um, and then I make their life easier as well. So, yeah. yeah. So, Naran, we just need to uh, ensure that you don't assume that the truck needs to go onto the yellow line because um, there may be security issues. Maybe there's a car parked on the yellow line, on the blind, etc. And there's um, another thing as well that we don't do, however, is 
keep less than pass right. I remember we always had boards and they, I don't know, we took them off and then took them back. But a definite rule of the road is keep less than pass right. So one thing we're not always doing is you need to go to the left lane. If you two lanes um, and there's no cars, you should be on the left. It is not your right um, um, to say, look, when I'm doing 120, um, I'm supposed to do 120, so I can hold the fast lane at 120 and force the guy behind me to now pass on my left. So uh, a good driver would say, listen, two lanes there, two lanes, there's no cars, I'm going to go left. When there's, um, um, let the car behind me pass, then go back to the right. Or, um, in other words, um, always climb, or always stick to the left. I think that's um, a good rule that we don't always apply. That creates frustration sometimes when somebody just says, I'm doing 120 and I can stick in the fast lane. Okay, so um, Felicity from the Cape says, Ray Road Rage, um, please read this aloud. Felicity, um, Nico can't see it, so he can't read it, but I'm happy to read it for Nico, which goes as follows. Have you ever wondered what the difference between grannies and granddads is? Nico? What do you mean grannies and granddads? Mm. No? Okay, so let me give you the answer. Five-year-old granddaughter is usually taken to school daily by her grandfather. When he had a bad cold, his wife, her granny, drove the grandchild to school. That night, she told her parents that the ride to school with granny was very different. What made it different, asks her parents. Well, she says, Gran and I didn't see a single pupil, blind bastard, rubbish, blixum or dom donor anywhere on the way to school today. <laughs> That's funny. That's brilliant. Okay. Well, there we go. There's road rage for you just in that. We've got a a question for you, Nico. I'm going to put it straight through. Hi, good morning to your people. As a truck driver, my experience is when when it's dark, I don't go on the yellow line. Even during the day when there's a bend, when the road makes a bend, I don't go on the yellow line because you n- never know what is what is around the corner on, or on the bend. And at night, it's so difficult to go onto a yellow line because you never know what what can be what you can see in, you can't see in front of you when it's dark. So yeah, I agree with uh, Nico. Uh, a yellow line is not a driving lane. You should, you, uh, because there's a white line and a yellow line, you should you should stay in your lane. Uh, it's the courtesy of me and my fellow um, long-distance drivers to give way to you, so you can get you can pass and get uh, and, and make your way easy on the road. Have a good day, John here in Cape Town. I think that's a very fair point, eh? Um, mm-hmm. Particularly at night. I mean, if someone is walking along the side of the road um, inside the yellow line uh, and then they're wearing dark clothing or something, it could get really, really dangerous. No, exactly. In my experience, South African truck drivers are amazing. They are on the road all the time. Um, they, um, they're very really savvy because we're just driving short, long distance you know, if you're going on holiday. So this is their job to drive on the road. So they're good at it. And I think uh, one more thing that I was thinking of as well, some companies, don't allow their trucks to go onto the yellow lane. So in other words, the, the drivers have strict uh, rules saying you are not allowed to go onto the yellow lane to let cars pass. So you must also consider that. Sometimes you think, hey, this guy's not rude. Why are other truck drivers doing it? It also could be company, company regulation as well. 
Nico, we have to go to a break, but when we come back, um, I, I, I feel like I've just stormed through the show and not allowed you to uh, tell us anything that you've had on your mind. So let's get to that when we come back. <laughs> Michelle Constant on SAFM. Oh, no break. Sorry, I assumed that there was a break. My apologies. <laughs> no, that was a break. It was a very short one. A very short one. Okay, so Nico, uh, where are you at? What's up? Okay, so you uh, sent me a mail and we chat with this. you said, listen, let's talk about the difference between shocks and strikes. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I thought I did what I always remember my home with. Not at school. I wasn't a great at, at, at school, but I'm better now, I think. So uh, a car has springs, and springs are there to absorb the unevenness in the road. So if you're driving, the, fact, the springs absorb that unevenness in the road. But the spring will keep on bouncing up and down and up and down. So what we refer to as a shock absorber or a damper basically stops the wheel from moving up and down, up and down. So in other words, the spring absorbs the unevenness. Um, and shocks also help with that. Um, but if you think about a car that doesn't have, uh, that has worn shocks, you'll see, let's say, the back right wheel is, is worn, uh, the shock is worn, you'll see the wheel just bounces up and down, up and down, up and down. So... What a, what a shock, shock, shock absorber or a damper does, it pushes the wheel down and keeps it down. So basically, it reduces the rate of bouncing, rolling and swaying. Um, and if you're braking or accelerating, that dial will squat. So it helps with that. That's what a shock absorber does. It has an effect on the comfort as well. And a shock, a shock absorber is basically just a piston that moves in oil. In other words, it's a piston that's got holes in, and it's basically pushing through the oil. So it's moving up and down in the oil. So... If you have thinner oil, as an example, then the damper moves more, so the ride is more comfortable. Thicker oil, less firmer ride. Well, the same with the holes. Bigger holes and more comfortable, so because the piston moves easier. Smaller holes, um, firmer um, ride. So that's what a, a shock absorber does. A strut, um, on the other hand, um, is actually more of a suspension component. So it's a, it's a major part of the suspension. So a strut, uh, the most famous one is something we call a McPherson strut. So the McKesson strut um, has a, 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 a shock absorber or a damper inside, but instead of just having the damper, it also now becomes a major uh, part of the suspension. So it has an effect on everything else uh, that I said, but also um, the, it now helps with um, the, the ride, the handling of the vehicle, braking and steering as well as wheel alignment. So where the, the, the shock absorber um, is just actually has to do with comfort um, and diving, the, 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 the strut is actually a major part of the suspension. The most famous part, as I said, is called the McPherson strut. A lot of uh, the guy that invented this is known as McPherson. So um, if I invented it, it would have been called the Smith strut. But I think the McPherson strut probably sounds better. So you normally have a McPherson strut in the front. So a lot of cars, uh, especially front wheel drive, smaller cars, might have a strut in the front. Um, and then at the back, they just have a shock absorber. But every car will have a shock absorber. You, um, you can also get a variation, which is called air springs, which then um, still doesn't have springs. It has an air bellow, but still will have a damper. Um, Nico, the reason I asked you this was because I read somewhere that, uh, no, I don't know if I read this right, that uh -huh. some people were changing their shock absorbers or their struts. Are you able yes. to do that? You can. So um, it, 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 there would be pros and cons like anything else. So normally the manufacturers, when they 
have uh, a certain setup, they'll have certain strings, and they'll have certain um, dampers. Um, so most of the time, people aren't ex- uh, replacing the struts. Um, that might be replacing, for most instances, the shocks. So what you're doing is that you're saying, listen, I don't like the right comfort. Maybe I want it um, more comfortable, or maybe I want it firmer. Um, and then uh, changing the damper or the shock absorber would have an effect on that. I remember long ago it was already in fashion. I remember we were doing, uh, as an exa- a practical example, I remember as we were using a Hiluxus, um, but the ride on the Hilux is quite firm. So you could put in uh, something called a black diamond uh, shock absorber, and that had, would have a major effect on the comfort of the vehicle without actually compromising anything else. Um, what some people are also doing is it's possible that you have a jimmy and you're doing off-roading. So you want to lift the car, although it's not bad already, but you want to lift the car a little bit. Um, that's then going to have an effect. So that might be that you're then changing more than just the shock absorber because you're actually lifting the vehicle. But there's, there's various ways of lifting the vehicle. So it depends on what application is. Some people just want a more comfortable or firmer ride. Um, some people might want to lift it for off-roading. And then a lot of times people are um, um, make, you know, um, sometimes people think the cars are cooler by having them lower. I don't know if you've seen that. Yet. So there are there's sometimes a bit of a trend where people cut the springs to make the cars lower, and they do different things because they want the car to be lower because it, it um, you know, for them it looks cooler. But yeah. it has a major effect on the comfort of the car when you do that. So someone wants to know that if you change your struts, will this affect the warranty on your car or other parts? Yeah, that's a great question, and it can. And uh, you've got to be careful when you do things like this because um, when you start changing the components, um, it might have a negative effect on something else because the forces through the suspension um, mounts might be more, for instance. So there's a very good chance, especially if it's not, you know, it might be that you change it and let's use it. So here's an example. They say, listen, we have this kit for a jimmy um, and you can do it in-house, then there's no worry on your warranty. But if you go do it somewhere else, it might be the manufacturer. Something happens, manufacturer says, listen, this is not part of how the car came out, so your warranty is null and void. Okay, we got a question for you. Let's go to it. Welcome back, Michelle. Good morning, Nico. Good morning, Michelle. Good morning to the team and the loyal listeners across the country. Nico, this is a special compliment from Bramoro on behalf of all the loyal listeners of SAFM. Goes to you. Thank you for the marvelous job that you've done for us so far. Honestly, we wouldn't have been driving better without your skills and help, <laughs> especially on every Saturday morning. We pray to have you always, but we are only asking, when are we going to have you in the studio and probably on TV? It's Bramoro in Bloemfontein. Brilliant. Thank you, Bramara. I agree. When are we having you in the studio, Nico? Oh, for sure. We, you, um, next Saturday, I will be in the studio. And All I'm looking right. forward to that because that's actually the, the, the most fun I have is with you in the studio. So next Saturday, Michelle, I'm in the studio um, bright and early. And of course, I'll be there with coffee as well. You're, you'll bring coffee, but how about Tunny Betty's chocolate cake? Um, let's start with the coffee let's, and we'll No, let's start <laughs> with the chocolate cake. Start with the chocolate cake. Uh, let's see. Come I'm, on. I'm promising coffee. I, I, I'm considering chocolate cake, but I would say there's like a 15% possibility of that. What? But, one uh, five or five zero? No, one five. It's small, but it's there. Joking. <laughs> so I've got a quick question for you, and it goes mm-hmm. back to the shocks and struts things. So mm-hmm. I was looking at that like Suzuki Jim, Suzuki Suzuki Jimny, and yeah. um, 
apparently it's a fabulous car to drive and you can do beautiful long distance and that. My question though is when you look at a car that is quite tall vertically, isn't mm-hmm. that bad in terms of like so if you drive at a certain speed, wouldn't your car then start to sway quite a bit because of the the vertical there's definitely merit in what you're saying. I mean, I'll try and um, answer this quickly. But um, yes, if you have a uh, center of gravity, is gonna, there's, there's many things that affect the handling of your vehicle. So a lower center of gravity is going to affect you. Um, so if you have, um, uh, let's just take a basic example and say if you have a, a normal hatchback versus a gym, um, it might be that the hatchback's right comfort will be more comfortable and because the wheelbase is longer, it might be around the corner, it's going to be a little bit better than the jimmy because the center of gravity is lower. But if you're going off-road, then the jimmy is the king because um, the jimmy is a nice balance between a car that can really, it's like, jimmy is like a little mountain, well, not like a little, but it's like a mountain goat. It just climbs up everywhere. So the jimmy is a nice balance between the two, but the jimmy won't be as comfortable at all as a standard sedan or hatchback. Mm. But they can't, they, you know, they're quite low. So if you're going on a little, even a gravel road, your sedan might scratch and you start to drive more carefully. The Jimny has good ground clearance, so it's more of a balance. You probably will find on the highway the Jimny's going to move around a little bit more because it's more of an all-rounder as opposed to the sedan being only one function, which is on the road, not great also. So um, high center of gravity will have an effect on the roll of the vehicle around corners, even back in acceleration that's going to have an effect as well. So it depends, I think, on the purpose of the vehicle yeah. that you're buying. Um, but yeah, And also the width of the tires will have an effect on, on that. And then the type of suspension the car has will have an effect yeah. on that. Okay, so width versus uh, height can uh, really be aligned to what you're going to use the car for as well. Exactly. Is what you're saying. Well, there we go. I mean, if we see a little Jimny on top of a tree like those goats that climb the trees, then we really know <laughs> how they become... <laughs> I wonder if Jimmy Tommy can climb trees. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Nico, thanks a lot for joining us. We'll see you in studio with Tani Betty's Chocolate Cake and Coffee next Saturday morning, <laughs> 9 o'clock. Time for the news. Good morning.